Welcome to Ghost Gaze, a haunting the gay podcast. All right, welcome back to Ghost Gaze. My name is Carson. I'm Colleen. Today we're going to be talking about the Grand Hotel uh, on Mackinac Island. Island. Um, it's actually going to be opening up another series of different types of episodes that we're going to be talking about um one of us like we said has gotten married in the past like month or so just went on their honeymoon um yes. it was beautiful up there we were just talking about this he said that it was gorgeous and like anybody who grew up in michigan knows how beautiful Mackinac is but oh it was gorgeous um and is also notoriously one of the most haunted places in the country actually i think um we're gonna get into that yeah. a little bit talking about the grand hotel but because like <laughs> boy let me tell you the grand hotel has got some fucked up history it does and i think we're gonna make the the Mackinac island series into maybe two or three episodes so we have more coming for you yeah just to kind of touch on all of the cool little local sites that you got to go to where like you yes. went to you went to walk around the grounds of the grand hotel i know you went to you, yeah. did you guys go to the fort we we didn't go into the fort but we were outside of the fort right um that place is super haunted and i'm actually i was actually talking to my mom a while ago and i remember telling her i was like oh wait do you remember when we i was little and we went to Mackinac, i said look at the soldier over there and you were like there's no soldier over there what are you talking about let's go i think i saw a ghost that day i wouldn't be surprised there were uh two major wars that were fought there yeah. um it was i think it was the war of 1812 and then the revolutionary war mm-hmm. um well reverse the order of those but you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but today we're just going to talk about the grand hotel the grand hotel and all of its spooky under glory oh yes Yes. So the, I'm just going to open off right off the bat. Um, I'm sure you did your own research into this and you mm -hmm. had to have seen this too, because it's like, it's not hidden. If you look up the local history of this, when they first started building this hotel, it, it's not surprising. It does still blow my mind, mostly because of how easy it is to access this information. And like yeah. the hotel, the staff themselves kind of shy away from being like, the ghost hotel like i've heard that mm -hmm. if you go in and ask about it you have like they'll kick you out if you start talking about ghosts in the lobby because it's a image yeah. it's a bad rap so i just think it's interesting that this next bit of information is so easy to access um but they they first opened their hotel in 1887 and ooh, while they were building, because the island wasn't very well established yet, um, they were digging up the ground, getting ready to put up the hotel, and they just kept uncovering corpses and bones of Native yeah. Americans and dead soldiers from the fort. I was going to say, that was going to be like my first thing about it, was that they it's, they dug up... Oh, I was going to say, they dug up a bunch of like corpses and bodies and stuff, and then kept going. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other creepiest bullshit part about it is that it's not mm -hmm. just that they, oh, they were like, oh, surprise, bodies. Oh, that makes sense. This is historical land. And like a lot of people died here. They found bodies, tried to catalog as many of them as they could, and then realized it was impossible to do. But instead yeah. of even just like getting all of the skeletons out, they literally just built right on top of them. I mean, 
call me crazy, but I think that there's an entire movie franchise about why you can't own property built on top of Native American remains. Yeah, they don't like it. So that's right off the bat creepy and immediately screams haunted to me because you don't even know who's buried. It's a literal living graveyard. You don't even know who's buried underneath your floors. So Grand Hotel, if you ever hear this, what the fuck is <laughs> like? Super shady move. Yeah, um, and it's really funny because the Grand Hotel is. You'll see. You can go on the Instagram and look at this point. But I have a, I have a couple pictures of the Grand Hotel on there. Um, it is very grand. It is very big. And these people just like we're just like oh whatever. We'll just build on top of it. Whatever. And it's not just that like they didn't start that big when they when they first opened. It was. I mean, it was no. grand. It was like a luxury resort, but it was not nearly as huge. And they're still building. And at this point, they're yeah. not even bothering to check if there's, like, skeletal remains. They're just building. No. Yeah, it's, uh... See, what I love about Mackinac is that half of the people there are like, oh, my God, this place is super haunted. And then the other half are like, how dare you talk about this? Don't talk about the haunted Mackinac. Because I found both people there who had wanted to talk about it and then who did not want to talk about it as well. Mm-hmm. And Mackinac in itself is a beautiful place. It's awesome. And you would never think in a million years <laughs> that this place is just hella fucking haunted until right. you learn its history. Um, no, it's that whole, like, pretty on the surface, poison on the meat, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so a couple of, like, oh, wild facts. Uh, time for my fun facts about the hotel before we get into the really spooky sinister stuff. Fun um, facts. Yeah, just little things, you know? Um, back in the day when they first opened, they, the rooms cost between three to five dollars a night. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Three to five dollars a night. Like, I was looking up the prices when I was doing the research into this place, and it's like twelve hundred dollars to stay there now. Yeah, I, I, that's why I laughed, because Alex and I thought about staying over there. I thought um, that you were staying there when you first talked about, like, the Grand no. Hotel and doing this episode. I was like, are you staying at the Grand? You're blowing all of your honeymoon money for this? <laughs> no, yeah, no, the, the the cheapest room started at $900, and I was like, you know what? We can leave. So yeah, that's I'm why sure I laughed really got, hard. You like, an entire Airbnb to yourself for less than that yeah. for your entire week that you were there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So why why the hell? Well, we, we were just like, anyway, I think it'd be really fun to stay there. And honestly, I would love to do it one day. But we also didn't park in the right area to like park o- to have my car be there overnight. So it wouldn't have worked out anyway. But no, we looked at the Grand Hotel and we we're like, oh, fuck no, we're not staying there no matter what. Yeah, it's like we mentioned it. It's it's like it's it's so beautiful and it is very large, but it's almost to me at least my perspective is that I look at pictures of this hotel online and it's. It's, like, sinisterly large. Like, you know, it's too big. It's There's something hiding in the depths of this building. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's I just don't yeah. trust it. Yeah. Um, uh... Sorry. Oh, another fun fact that I had uh, was that Mark Twain spoke there in 1895, and admission tickets yes. were only a dollar. To see Mark Twain. To see Mark Twain. Ooh, high roller. Right? Uh, but I guess that was a lot of money back then. Yeah. I mean, the big yeah, buck. It was, it was, 
<laughs> I mean, Sorry. I just think of how many rooms they would have had at that hotel in 1895, you know, 75 yeah. people came to see him speak. He would have made at least 50 bucks. Oh, yeah, That's for sure. Because, you know, I used to yeah. pay for the hotel, I'm sure, to be able to, or maybe they would pay him to come. Right. I guess it was Mark to me. Um, That's not the point of what we're talking about, though. <laughs> no. So um, I, I did I ever tell you about the? Okay, so I knew this kid who went to Mackinac, mm-hmm. and he was I I didn't realize he was like being serious until I got older and realized the place was actually haunted. But he was telling us a story about how he went to the Grand Hotel with his family. And his family had left and he was chilling in the room by himself. And all of a sudden there was like banging at the door and he got lifted off the floor, like a foot and a half off the floor and thrown onto the ground. And uh, there was clearly like a loud like thump mm-hmm. that, you know, was made because he got thrown on the ground. And uh, he, he was like, oh, I went downstairs to go apologize to the people below me. And the people below me were like, we didn't hear anything. What are you talking about? And it's an old place. Like, you know, if someone gets thrown, like a child gets thrown, you're going to hear it above you. Mm-hmm. And we all thought he was joking. But now I think he's t- uh, telling the truth, <laughs> you know? Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I forgot about that. You're good, you're good. We live and stand spooky stories when we're talking about all of our spooky encounters and, st- and hauntings. Yeah. So I just wanted to go over, like, the general... A historical timeline of like the owners of this hotel because I also mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the haunting but I think it's really interesting. Um, it so the hotel opened in what you <laughs> the hotel opened in 1887. In 1933, uh, W. Stewart Woodville was originally hired as a desk clerk, purchased the hotel, and became the sole owner. Like, oh. I mean, I'm not sure when he got hired, but it, it, he, I mean, he couldn't have worked there for more than 20 years, no. really, before he purchased the entire hotel and became the sole owner. And so then from there on, like, expansions continued. They kept adding a couple more things. Um, in 1951, Dan Muser mm-hmm. joined the staff at the hotel. And then in 57, it was named a historical building, or a state historical building. So 1957, just about uh, 80 or so years after the hotel was built, it was named a state historical building. And then three years after that, Dan Muser, who had just joined the staff, I'm pretty sure as like the desk, the front desk manager, um, was appointed the president of the hotel. Oh, okay. So in three years, he was made president of the hotel. Yeah, that's all. That's wild, though. Um, and then it, you know, like 15 years after that, he and his wife started to redesign it. And then in 1979, so it was not even 20 years after Dan Muser joined the staff, he bought oh. the hotel. God, how much? How like? How much was that hotel? Like $30? Well, I'm imagining in, you know, Woodville, when he bought it in 1933, it was probably, I would say, $75 to $100, maybe. I don't know. That would have been lovely. Um, 
in the 70s, it was probably a couple thousand dollars. Probably. Um, 89, Dan Muser III um, was appointed the president. And then at that point, the hotel is named a National Historical Landmark. So after it was named the National Historic Landmark, that's when they started the renovations to start building all of the First Lady Suites. Oh, that's Which, when they did that? Okay. Yeah, so if you don't know the general history of this hotel, uh, they have a different suite for each of the first, like, monumental historic ladies. Like, they have a Jackie Kennedy suite. Um, they have a Lady Bird suite. Uh, and there's, I think it's like seven other First Lady suites that they have. <laughs> Probably old uh, Republican ones, too. I mean, sure, it's Mackinac. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's the really interesting thing about two of these. Or actually, I'm sorry, I have three more interesting facts about, like, the history and cold hard facts about this place. Tell me more. Um, in 2000, the hotel began construction to add the Millennium Wing, which was the largest addition to the hotel since its original construction. And then... That might have been the year that I went. Maybe. But again, I don't know what it is about like this pattern, but it's 19 years after the third Muser son was named president and appointed to the hotel as like the CEO. Mm-hmm. They announced that they were selling to a corporation after 90 years of owning the hotel and their family. In 2019, Big the money. Muser family made the announcement that they would be selling the Grand Hotel. Yeah. Big money. Big money. But um, so the one thing that I wanted to mark off here was that it wasn't really until like, I don't know if it's just because there weren't written records or like people just attributed it to being like a weird old like luxury hotel that was right near a fort from like the olden days. But it wasn't Mm -hmm. until like uh, Dan Muser and his wife started to redesign the interior of the hotel itself in 1976 when people started to notice, like, spooky occurrences happening. Spooky, spooky occurrences. It's a ghost. It's a ghostly, ghostly, ghostly ghost. Mmm. Ghosty, ghosty. like ghosts. What's a ghost's favorite pepper? Ghost pepper. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any, like, reports of activity that you were able to dig up at all? Um... You know, I one of the ones that I've heard of recently actually was on like a TripAdvisor website. Uh huh. Um, and I was looking, and the, it was from like a year ago, but or like a year or two ago, I think right the year before COVID hit. Um, they were like, when I walked into the Grand Hotel, like it felt like someone was choking me, and it felt like like the room that I was standing in was like swaying back and forth. And, and he was like, I didn't say anything to my wife, but uh, he, his wife, when they got to the room, he was like, I'm so sorry, I have to sit down. I felt like the room was spinning when we got in. And she felt the exact same thing. So people are like, the instant they step in, some people are like affected by this. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, as far as like staffing, accounting for like actual things that they've witnessed. Um, uh-huh. I've heard that I don't know if it's still true to this day, but I heard that back in the day, staff used to say 
or staff members used to say that they would see an old man in a top hat uh, playing piano at the bar. Yes, yes. That's one I was going to mention, too, is people will see someone playing uh, or someone sitting with a big old top hat. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's one of the staff ones. And then the other one that they see is or they're said to have seen going around the hotel is a woman in uh, a Victorian era clothing. Just kind of like. Oh, that's spooky. What? I'm talking about ghosts in Victoria era clothing and um, the plant that sits on my windowsill just like got knocked over. Oh. I mean, it's stormy outside. It's like stormy and windy outside. So it probably is just mm-hmm. that it's not sitting balanced very well and fell over. But spooky timing. Mm. Anyway, so spooky. they these people say that they see um, like a Victorian clothed woman mm-hmm. uh, wandering the halls. Some people have even said that they have felt her get into bed with them. You know, I've heard of that one, too. I don't like that. I, I gotta say, no. I'm putting that out in the universe that if I stay at the Grand Hotel and a woman in a Victorian dress gets into my bed, you are getting a swift elbow to the face. And I'm sorry, I mean, but consent I mean, is key, queen. Like, I mean, you can also consent, but just be like, I my first question would be like, are you cute? Or are you like <laughs> old ghost gross? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you a cute ghost? You know what I mean? Like, I would, if I saw, if there was, like, a man in a corner, he was like, I'm going to get in bed with you, I'd be like, are you cute? I mean, in reality, I don't think she's getting in their beds to do, like, freaky, freaky stuff, you know? I think that, like, people from that time period, you would just get in bed with each other because there was no central heating systems, and so they would just share body heat all the time. That's fair. If that was the case, I'd be like, can you not? Right. I'm sleeping. I feel like I would sass a ghost if they tried to like get in bed with me while I was sleeping. Cause yeah. I am, I'm one of those sleepers who like, if oh you God, disturb my sleep, I'm going to yell right at now. you. Like, yeah. Who, who the, the audacity that you think that you have this power to talk to me when I'm trying to sleep. One time I yelled fuck off to Alex and he like just touched me and I was like asleep. Can you imagine if a ghost did that? I just was, I was just like, fuck off. And the ghost would be like, uh, Okay. Do you know how many possessions I've probably avoided by just being, like, a bitch when I'm half asleep? Yep, yeah, same. Same. <laughs> they try to, like, creep up, and I'm like, no, fuck you! And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, so those are the two of the most popular, like, staff sightings that have been reported on. Is uh, mm-hmm. the man in the top hat sitting at the bar on the piano, or sitting at the piano in the bar. And then yeah. the woman in the dress walking the hallways and getting into people's beds, like the creepy fucker that she is. Okay, so I do have one, like, creepy fucking story to deal with this whole hotel. But I'm going to touch on that last, I think. Um, I actually, mm. oh, not to, like, toot my own horn, but toot, toot, because I purchased a whole book to do research for this episode, guys. Do you really? I did. Um, I, um, I ha- Yeah, I have a fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know there was a movie filmed at the Grand Hotel? I didn't. Yeah, it was. It's called Somewhere in Time. I don't know if it's from. It came out in 1980. Um, it stars Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour, and Christopher Plummer, 
And the movie has a huge following and a fan club that meets yearly at the Grand Hotel in October. Oh. Oh, we should go. I want to go. We should go. I mean, <clears throat> you're going to be here in Massachusetts this October, but yeah. maybe next October. Oh, my God. Can you Do you know the five me? and the five millionth guest in the Grand Hotel history checked in on June 26, 2006? That's insane to think about. I know, right? <clears throat> 2006? Yeah. That was a few years ago. Ew. That's oh ugly. My God. Speaking of, sorry, a small tangent. I was looking at a post on social media earlier, and it was like, did you know that in six months, 2020 will have been two years ago? That sounds awful. That's not a real factual statement. <laughs> like, that's disgusting. That's awful. <clears throat> like, we've really been out here fucking with Miss Coronavirus for two years. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's anyway. ridiculous. <clears throat> okay, so. Two of my, um, not-so-spooky ghost sightings from the book that I purchased to do research for this. Hello, who is she? Mm. We don't know a good researcher in this household, but <laughs> we're, we're trying. We're getting better. We're getting better. We're trash, but we're getting better. Yeah, we're better trash. It's like wine. I'm now garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we know I'm rubbish now. <laughs> As a whole, the hotel has remained, like, a hot spot of paranormal activity in general. People will mm-hmm. report, you know, <clears throat> will report the small stuff, like scratches on the skins, um, whispers of the night, doors slamming, mm-hmm. windows not staying open, like, all of those small things that lead up to, like, one another. And you're like, oh, huh, haunting. Yes, that's what this is. Mm, haunting. Um, but... Apart from the man at the in the top hat or the woman in the dress, according to uh, Mist of Mackinac, forgetting forgotten folklore, fantasy, and phenomena by Joan St. John. Check it. Um, Love it. Says that there's a story of the lady in black who is said to have been a guest at the Grand Hotel. She wears only black with a veil over her face, and the legend indicates that she did not socialize and only left her room to walk her dog. To add to the mystery of this tale, it is said that she never spoke and no one knew her identity. Stories include unsubstantial tales of present-day guests having supposedly reported seeing her walking the grounds. Now, the reason why she says in the book that those are um, unsubstantial is because and it's the same reason why the hotel doesn't want a lot of people there. It's because it, they'll have people go onto the grounds of the hotel and just start, like, ranting and raving. They don't even stay at the hotel. Mm-hmm. They'll just start right. ranting and raving about, oh, look, there's the woman in black. Hmm. So she's saying that it's un- unsubstantial because, like, there's there's no way there's that many been reports, or, like, real reports of it. Right. But I personally believe there's been enough reports. And also, I think it's interesting that she's in period black clothing, 
with a veil because that means that she potentially went to the hotel in mourning. Yeah. Which would track with her spirit or entity not interacting with anything around her. Yeah. Because if you're in mourning and you go to this hotel to like, I, I mean, I don't know, what if she, back in the day when she was alive, what if she went there with her husband all the time and then he died? Yeah. And so she went there to, to like, mourn his passing, dressed in mourning period clothing. Yeah. What if she died there, dressed the way that she was dressed, and now she's trapped there for eternity? Yeah. You never know. I don't think it's exactly fair to call it unsubstantial, but... Um, The other one is supposedly there was a story of a young girl named Rebecca who was a guest at the hotel. Rebecca Black? (laughs) No, not Rebecca Black. (laughs) The the young girl named Rebecca from the Grand Hotel. Yeah. Um, It looks like that's, that's really all anybody's ever been able to find on her is that her name was supposedly Rebecca. And that she came to stay at the hotel by herself for the days that I've found. Like, some people say that she was there for one night. Some people say that she was there for several days. Um, Some people say that she was hiding from somebody. Like, she used to live in Mackinac in the town. And she was staying at the Grand Hotel to try and evade somebody. Probably. I get that. The story ends with Rebecca jumping from her bedroom window and killing herself. Oh. Um, and she apparently haunts the hallways on the fourth floor. The fourth floor? Mm-hmm. Is that significant for you? Yeah, the way you um, like, oh, the fourth floor. The fourth floor. You know, let me look at my notes. I thought I, there was something about the fourth floor. That may have been it. Yep. Okay, I was going to say someone jump, uh, someone died on the fourth floor. That's what I have in my notes, basically. It's oh, yeah, that's why I thought there was something. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. It said a young girl, so. That was all I could really find on that um, weird occurrence. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that and also the fact that they, like, in some of the crime scene photos, I guess, I couldn't find them myself, but they say that she's, like, wearing a necklace in some of the photos, and then in other photos, the necklace is missing. Um, but because there's no record of Rebecca staying at the hotel, there's no way to prove that those crime scene photos are even real. It'd be fun. It'd be interesting to get some of those photos if we could. Wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll see if I can look them back up. We'll yeah. have you guys decide if you think they're real or not. Yes. Um. <clears throat> so, what else can you tell me about the Grand Hotel? So, yeah, let's start to get into some of the kind of really malicious stuff. Yes, please. I love malicious. Um, it said that there was a maintenance man that worked there back in the 70s. And it was like right after they started doing the um, interior redesign and like moving all of this stuff around and like changing everything up, doing a lot of renovations, you know? Yeah. It said that this maintenance man um, was doing some work down in the basement. And he reported that he, oh, sorry, he was working on the hotel's theater stage. That's what it was. Yes. And it's always a theater, isn't it? It's always the theater. It's always the theater that's haunted. 
Um, so anyways, he was working on the theater stage late one night, and... Oh, sorry, did you hear that one? Yeah, I heard that one. Anyways, he was working late at night. He turned around, like, heard whispering or something behind him and saw this large black mass with glowing mm. red eyes standing on this, like, in the alcove behind him, just, like, standing there in the shadows, kind of. But, like, it had defined Ew. edges. Like, you could tell that it wasn't just a shadow, like, something red glowing right. in the curtains. He could tell that it was, like, a mass. It was humanoid. Yeah. So he says, um, now he's unnamed. He's never come forward about what he, who he is. But right. he says that he tried to run. The thing rushed after him, knocked him off his feet, and then he awoke two days later in his apartment. My God. And he never went back to work. Maybe that was the same thing that uh, um, picked up my uh, my like old school friend. Maybe. Um, oh. It's not the first report of them seeing that either. There have been really? other people that like won't go into certain parts of the hotel because they have either seen a glow or a, a black mask with glowing red eyes, or have felt some sort of dark energy. And now these people, the really interesting part is they never, their names are never given. Like they never, they never come. It's always like Jane Doe worked at Grand Hotel at this time period. Says this, <laughs> right? And I'm like, okay, that doesn't give me a lot because like these people could be made up for all i know but oh hell yeah i don't like uh, if, you know what? if you worked at the grand hotel if you're listening to this podcast please email us just let me know i don't even yeah, necessarily um, have to publish your name but i'm going insane um i have an idea what um you should go first of all you should go inside soon because i can just hear the rain okay um but also, what if I told my boss I needed, like, uh, a week off coming up in a couple of weeks and then go get a job at Mackinac <laughs> at the Grand Hotel? Because I'm my looking God. at their job postings right now and I can be a dishwasher. But then, like, you know, not do my job and just ghost hunt. Um, how's that idea? Do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sure it'll work out perfect. Do you have any fun facts about the Grand Hotel? Um, yeah, hold on one second. Let me pull it up real quick. It, I actually exited it out. Oh, okay, yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah, I have, I have, you're good. Yeah, I have some more fun facts. What are your fun facts about the Grand Hotel? Um, so as I told you, the five millionth guest checked in June 26, 20, or 2006, right? Um, did you know that Mackinac has less than 600-year-round residents? Oh. Yeah, so it has less than 600-year-round residents. So that means that's a really tight-knit community. Everybody knows everybody there. Right, it's um, like the definition of small. It's like, um, what's the creepy show? Uh, Twin Peaks? Yeah, it's like that, but not. It's a little bit exactly like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, let's um, be real here. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. I'm perfectly queer. So most people, some of you may know this, some of you may not, but there are no 
uh, cars allowed on Mackinac Island at all. Unless you're fucking Mike Pence, then you get to do whatever the fuck you want, even though you're a piece of fucking trash. Yeah, anyway. fuck Mike Pence. Um, but I actually have a couple more fun facts. Okay. Okay, so, like we said before, fuck Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that was, like, the first time a car cars have been on the island for God knows how fucking long. Um, After? But anyway. <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, instead... People get around by either using bikes or horses. And on the island, it's super fun. You can go around and you can, uh, like, rent a horse and buggy and go by yourself, have, like, a guided tour, or you can just ride a horse. Super fun. We did none of those because I don't trust horses. You did um, Danielle. Yeah, they are too big. And I rode them for a while when I was younger, but that's only because my sister did, and I wanted to do everything she did. But secretly, I fucking hated them. Um, yeah, Danielle it, says that they're too big and they're too smart. Yeah, assholes. Um, did you know there are more than 500 horses on Mackinac Island? That's almost as many people. Yeah, right? One for each person, almost. Um, I wish do, I lived uh, there so I could have a horse. Do you think it's like a citizen cries for moving there and you get a horse? <laughs> I hope so. Um, I actually just found out, I didn't know this, but they actually have a school on the island, and there are kids who live there year-round who go to school on this island. And I'm like, that's fucking wild. Okay, but have you ever seen the show Harper's Island? Yes. That's like, it reminds, Mackinac reminds me of Harper's Island in that show, and I'm like, Mackinac would probably, I'm actually surprised that the Michigan murderer didn't murder up in Mackinac. They should have. Prime location. Where lightning just struck so fast, so close to my window. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, you know, Mackinac is a great place. Um, if you ever go and you have the moolah to stay at the Grand Hotel, do it. Um, go get some fudge. Um, go buy some stuff. Go see some horse poop. Um, there's <laughs> lots to do there. There's also really other lots of cool other historical stuff that we're going to be talking about. Um, I'm really excited personally. I know that you're really excited to talk about the drowning pools, and I am really excited yeah. to talk about that too because like there's the witchy side of me there. But mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited to talk about the ghosty soldiers when we talk about the Fort, Fort Mackinac. Oh yeah, I know there's a ghost who like flirts with some women. Um, he's a really there's yeah, a really like big flirt running around the island. Yeah, there's a this one ghost in particular. He's a he's a real big flirt apparently, and I'm like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thanks for listening, guys. But you know, uh, if you want to follow us, follow us on social media, we are on Instagram at Ghost Gaze Podcast. And Colleen, we have a Twitter now, right? Yes, I did. I just started our Twitter page. It is ghost underscore gaze. Hold on. Hold on. Let me read that in right. a second. I, I, I think it's right to me. I just want to double check. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. We are ghost underscore gaze on Twitter now. Very exciting. Very exciting. We're figuring this all out, but we're doing it together. Yes. Um, yeah, so 
All right, yeah, and listen as next week as we talk about the drowning pools. Super witchy. Super witchy. Yeah. You know how much I love to hear about witchies. Yeah, it was super cool. I have some great photos from that, too. Yeah, you were sending me some of them. They look absolutely stunning. I can't wait for you guys to be able to take a look at those yourselves. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, friends, just remember to stay safe, stay spooky, and if you see a ghost out there, who are you going to call? The Ghost Gaze. Thank you.